Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to r slash Petty Revenge, where people get little wins on others who've wronged them. And in this episode, guys, Karens are getting taught lessons left and right. So get ready to be satisfied. Guys, I hope you enjoy the stories today. Don't shake your heads too hard. And as always, you can send or link your post to this email right here. Let's dive in. My neighbor has been poking around for years. She lives across the street. This woman takes my mail, the fruit from my trees, things from my yard. I've caught her multiple times, but she seems to think she has every right. It's never enough for me to take legal actions, to be honest, because I'm busy as hell these days. One day, she was by my mailbox with her dog in her pajamas, reading a letter from my bank regarding my small car loan. She was just standing there with reading glasses on, cigarette in hand, reading it. I confronted her and said that opening people's mail is a crime, to which she says, not like you have the money to fight it, while laughing at me. At that, I thought, fine, if you want to read someone else's mail, I'll give you enough of your own to read. So there's a religious organization nearby. I'm not sure if they're a cult or a legit organized religion. They leave notes and knock on doors, that type of thing. I'm always kind enough to them, so I get their propaganda in the mailbox every now and again. So I used a VPN to go on their website. They had some type of questionnaire slash application thing. I used a fake email address, fake name, but I used her address. It also wanted a phone number. Her dog comes and craps on my lawn every evening. One night, I saw him out there and I gave him an unsuspecting pat and also took a photo of the tag on his collar. I then scurried back home and redid the application with her address and phone number. I see them come by four times a week to her house now, random times. Sometimes at 7am, sometimes 8pm, and most weekends. They're always leaving massive packs of papers and stuff in her mailbox and on her porch. I just know they're most likely calling her constantly too. So there you go, nosy neighbor. Lots of important scripture to read and to keep you busy. Enjoy! Guys, yeah, what that neighbor's doing is highly illegal. And if I were OP, I would be getting footage of her opening my mail because that's insane, guys. And what's even more insane is the fact that OP comes back with this update and says, Yeah, so I've reported her six times over the past few years. Cops take my statement and I give them photos of her. I can literally see her house from my house. She's a stone's throw away. She's never done anything like steal my packages or anything good. I can't be bothered making more reports for stolen letters, grapefruit, rocks and soil, succulents, and the cheesy garden gnome that I got from an office Christmas party. Honestly, I was glad she took that one. So guys, a lot of people are suggesting that OP go to the postal inspector though, as they do have a little bit more power when it comes to these things. And this person comments, send yourself a fake solicitor letter, thanking you for your inquiry and detailing the punishment for reading other people's mail. Go into detail about how your evidence will guarantee a conviction. Absolutely brilliant. 
So I live on a quiet little street in a quiet little neighborhood in a quiet little beach town. I know the neighbors directly near me, but we don't have block parties or any of that weird stuff. We've never had any issues with the guy next door. He's relatively quiet. He goes on vacation a lot, so we get his mails and paper for him. Other than that, we don't ever hear from him. The guy lives alone, and he has one car, and he has a two-car driveway. The length of street in front of his house is big enough to park two large vehicles, and sometimes parking on our street is tight. Several of our neighbors have multiple cars that they park on the street. We ourselves have four cars. Someone else has a boat parked out there. And some other guy parks his trailer on the street sometimes. The parking situation is BS, okay? But do I complain? No, because that's life and everyone's just trying to park their car and live. Sometimes I have to park in front of his house, which I never thought was a problem. People park in front of my house all the time, and yesterday was one of the days where I had to park in front of his house. Today was also trash pickup day. So I brought the cans out to the curb on my way out of the house and headed to my car. Well, apparently, this grumpy guy decides that he doesn't like me parking my car in front of his house. So he took it upon himself to block in my car with his trash cans. The guy put one directly in the front and one directly behind, boxing me in. I guess I was blocking the view of his dusty old boat and the trailer or something. I was immediately filled with searing hot rage. Like, seriously, I was irrationally pissed. I kind of admire the petty kinship we have, but still, F you guy. Now, he was home at the time. I could tell because his car was occupying some of the square footage that's his driveway. I could have knocked over the cans with my car and let him deal with the mess if I wanted to, but I decided to wait. Later on, when I got home from work, you can just imagine my pure petty joy when I saw that he wasn't home. He had brought his cans back up the driveway and left them next to his garage, and that's when my inner petty cracker took over. I took his trash cans, walked it up his porch, and put it directly in front of his front door. He'll have to move it to get inside, and he knows it was me. Oh, and I parked in front of his house again, and I continued to do so every time I could. Take that, a-hole. Guys, it always amazes me how some people think they own the street parking in front of their house. To the point where they yell at someone or do something like that. And guys, I've had a neighbor like that once too. Never parked in front of his house. The spot was always empty. But as soon as someone parked there, oh boy was there trouble. And if I were OP guys, I would have just rolled that guy's trash cans down the block and hid them somewhere. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes, if you ask me. Okay, so this was a long time ago, probably about 14 years ago. My mom and dad had a nice two-story in a rural subdivision, and I loved it. Our backyard abutted a cornfield, and we had two cherry and two apple trees. There was a lot of neighborhood kids to play with. It was nice. Our next-door neighbor, however, was an insane person. Let's call her Crazy Karen. Now, Crazy thought that it was appropriate to fetch the morning mail while wearing nothing but an open robe. She also thought it was appropriate to trim our rose bushes, even though they were well on our side of the property line. She also harvested our strawberries for us while we were away one weekend, and she left a small pile of unripe and underdeveloped strawberries on our porch to rot for the day before we got back. And she once forced the latch on our locked gate open to use our hot tub. And when confronted, she said, I only wanted to make sure it was still working because there had been a power outage that day. So yeah, she was effing nuts. 
The final straw for me, however, as a 17-year-old was when we were on a five-day vacation and we came back home to find that our butterfly koi were missing from our pond. By that, I mean my koi that I had bought and raised for three years in the 400-gallon pond that I myself had researched, designed, dug, and built with my own money. There were six of them, and they were gorgeous. They had a very nice pond filter, lily pads, and duckweed, and they were fed once per day with high-end koi food. Before we left, I gave them multiple vacation feeder blocks. They were fine. But of course, when we got back home and I immediately went to check on them, I freaked out when I saw that all six koi were missing. And I was thinking, did a cat get them? A hawk? What could have happened? After a bit of panic and talking to my parents, they suggested asking our neighbors if they saw or heard anything. The ones on the right, nothing to report. The ones on the left, however, aka Crazy Karen, are insane people. She tells us, oh good, you're finally home. Yes, we have your little fishies. We didn't know when you'd ever be back, so I just kept them safe and sound for you since they would have likely died. Left alone in that little pond. Here they are. And that's when she showed me her back porch, which had two half-filled five-gallon buckets on it, with three koi in each, my koi, swimming around in green, poopy water, like I almost punched her in her stupid face. With all the restraint in me, I picked up the buckets, went through her fence gate, and started acclimating the process of putting these koi back into their pond. The woman yelled to me that I was welcome as I walked away, and it took everything in me not to call her a dumb, stupid idiot. So long story longer, my fish survived the ordeal, and I had an enemy for life. About two weeks later, after playing some video games, I had to poop, and on my way to the bathroom, I had an epiphany. I thought to myself, what if I pooped outside? What if I pooped on her porch? She would definitely have to clean it up. She'd have to touch my poop. And that's exactly what I did. It was probably about midnight then, so I quickly went next door, dropped my trousers on her porch, squatted over her welcome mat, and left her a nice little present to clean up and then snuck back home like a ninja with no one the wiser. Next afternoon, I rode past her house on my bike and the poop was gone. She had cleaned it up and I felt like a king. I felt amazing. And so I did it again and again and one other time. I pooped on that woman's porch four times over the course of that summer because she effed with me and my fish, so F her. Mind your own business and stay out of our yard. Guys, a lot of people are saying that OP should have done it two more times to make it one for each fish she almost killed. Like, that's crazy though, just waltzing into someone's backyard and taking their very expensive fish out of their pond to keep in a freaking pail. And her excuse was, we didn't know when you would ever come back. And good thing OP came back when they did though, because any longer and those koi might not have made it. And listen guys, I would never ever in a million years do something this disgusting, nor tell anyone to do it, but I can understand. Like sometimes you have to poop on someone's porch to send a message, right? I get it. And being 17 years old, I'm also not surprised. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I have a disabled parking placard. And a few weeks ago, I went to Target to buy things I didn't need and forget the things I did. Not only were all the spaces taken, but someone parked their gigantic Escalade on the line between two disabled parking spaces, taking up both. I was wholly irritated because this happened so much. So I walked around the car and they had no placard or disabled plate. Cue the fury of someone who has to deal with this stuff all the time and cue the petty revenge. So I took a picture and went inside to find the manager. When I found one, I showed her the photo and she rolled her eyes and she sighed. Apparently this happens a lot at their location because it's near an affluent town with a lot of very wealthy, very entitled people. Most of the owners have huge SUVs and F-150s and they park like jerks. She said she would call the cops, so I decided to go back outside and hang out by the doors to watch the show. The manager joined me and we chatted for a while while waiting for police. So the police arrive and they walked around the car, peering through the windows and running the plates. One cop took out a little book and started to write in it. They then took some photos and one came over and asked if they would make an announcement in the store to get the driver outside. So the manager radioed someone inside and asked them to announce the make and model and plate of the car over the PA system. A few minutes later, she comes charging out of the store. She was a middle-aged, well-dressed woman, the common Karen of North America, and she's already yelling at the police. As soon as she got to her car, one of the cops held up his hand to shut her up and started lecturing her. I was too far away to hear, but she stopped yelling at least. The cop then spoke to her for a few minutes and then the other cop with the little book handed her two papers and she looked absolutely apoplectic. The cops then came back over and spoke to the manager, telling her that they ordered her to move her car and if she didn't or she caused problems in the store, to call them back and they would tow the car. They told us that they gave her two tickets, one for each space at $500 each. Ouch. The manager thanked the police and me and went back inside. The woman stomped around a bit before getting in her car and peeling out. That's when the cops looked at each other and then got into their cars and they followed her. I'm pretty sure she continued to have the day she deserved. Ugh, taking up one disabled spot is bad enough guys when you don't need it. But double parking to take up two? Some people are just way too entitled. And hopefully that $1,000 ticket woke her up, guys, and made her realize that she's not the only person in this world. But who am I kidding, guys? Money probably grows on trees for her, so that ticket was probably just pocket change, if anything. Like, she'll be back triple parking over disabled spots soon. So I work in a semiconductor, and recently, a female employee, 22 years old, was moved to my area, and I had to train her. I'm a 34-year-old male. Now, it's important for me to inform that it's a well-known fact that at work, this girl is flirty, inappropriate, and she's gotten several men fired, and she's reported just as many to HR. Her file must be thick. 
So to the story. As soon as she was moved to my area, I could see that she was a little shy with me and a little flirty. As days went by, she became more and more flirtatious and very hands-on, touchy-feely type. She would even say how cute she thinks I am, and I will admit, I played back with her, but never in an inappropriate manner. She then added me on social media, and we exchanged info, as she had expressed interest in hanging out. So I guess one weekend, she saw on social media that I had gone to the park one day. And when I came back to work the following week, she was acting very odd and angry. It turns out she was upset that I never called her and was acting very immature. She was acting overall crazy, just someone that would get mad considering we never made plans or anything. A few weeks later, the same flirty behavior was still going on. I ended up missing a few days of work due to a bad stomach bug. I couldn't eat or drink anything, so I missed some work. After a couple of days of being in bed, I felt well enough to look at my phone, and I had a ton of notifications. A few from her being so angry that I left her on red, and she tried to get a hold of me multiple times with no success. The following Monday, I get to work, and of course she was angry, but I just ignored her and kept working. Shortly after that, the manager came up to me and told me to get my stuff because I was being moved. I kind of figured that this had something to do with the girl, but I wasn't sure, so I asked. It turns out that she told them that I asked her out repeatedly and she's turned me down every single time. And that I've been mean to her ever since she turned me down and that's why I refused to help her with work. All very untrue. This was escalated to HR, and soon after, I get a call from HR explaining that there's an open investigation on me for what the girl said. I denied all accusations and told them I had no problem sending them screenshots proving this is a lie. So I sent them all the messages with her, calling me honey, telling me I'm cute, and three days before her complaints in one of her last messages, she asked me to hang out with her when we have time off together. The last message I sent to HR was a message from the girl apologizing for slapping me in the face at work. Twice. She did this in an immature, flirty type of way, but I was pretty mad and never said anything. I just kept the text. After making up lies to try to get me fired because I left her on red for too long, I figured HR would like to see a message from a girl who's admitting to assaulting someone at work, unprovoked. Needless to say, a couple of weeks after the investigation began, she was fired and all was right in my world again. Yeah, that girl seems a little bit nutso, guys. Like, getting multiple people fired at work? Yikes, guys. Like, it definitely sounds like she's someone that can ruin someone forever, though. And Opie does come back into the comments and talks about the slapping and says, Twice. It happened twice. As I said, it was in a flirtatious way, but it definitely wasn't a soft slap. My safety glasses came off my face. So yeah, with Opie saying that, guys, I would say good riddance. So a couple of months ago, our lovely older pit bull was fighting cancer, and we had the painful decision made to have her put down. She was low on energy at this point, and moving was difficult, and getting her to eat was getting near impossible. With that, one of the only things we wanted to give her was one last day outside in the backyard. So the day before she was put to sleep, in the morning, I set out to set up a tent in the backyard and filled it inside and outside with things that our dog absolutely loved. I noticed as I was setting things up, the neighbor behind us was placing sticks and leaves in their fire pit, which normally I wouldn't care at all, but our poor dog was having trouble breathing at this point. 
I figured it wouldn't be an imposition to let them know my current situation and asked if they could postpone the burning for just today. The wife let me know that they're just going to be burning a few things to clear their yard and it won't last very long at all and she gave me some level understanding about the dog. With that, she lit up the fire and the smoke billowed into my backyard. For some context, the neighbor is directly behind my property and I have about 100 feet by 100 feet backyard, and theirs is about 50 feet by 100 feet wide. Just to add to this, I don't mind if people are burning things around me. I'm not particularly fond of it, but if it makes them happy, that makes me happy. So a few hours go by, and I notice that they're still outside, adding more things to the fire. So I approach and ask them kindly on an ETA, trying to be as patient and as understanding as possible. They say they're almost done. A few hours later, there's a raging fire outside, and I can visibly see the husband outside pointing at my home, yelling, and then adding actual campfire logs, no longer leaves and sticks at this point. So at this moment, I'm not angry, I'm just very sad. My poor dog isn't going to have the last day we wanted to give her. We would take her somewhere else, but we don't want to stress her, so we spend the rest of the day inside. Later that night, around 9pm as the sun setting, I go out for a walk and notice the fire still roaring. Mind you, as it was most of the time, no one was there. At this moment, I'm now pissed off and I'm looking into state laws, city laws, and everything in between. From this, I find out that my city has an ordinance that clearly states a fire pit can't be within 50 feet of a structure. Now, I could, if I wanted, contacted the city and have it stopped simply because no matter where they place it in their backyard, it'll be within 50 feet of their home. But that seems non-permanent enough. I was already considering getting a fence installed and I had multiple quotes, but it was hard to swallow a bill for $15,000. But within 24 hours of the situation, guess what I paid for? The fence will be installed within the next couple of weeks around the edge of my property and their fire pit is no further away than 10 feet from my fence. Can't take a single day away from your fire pit for a dying dog? Well, enjoy never using it ever again. That was a great petty revenge, guys, but I'm so sad that Opie's dog didn't get to enjoy the backyard one last time. Like, what crappy neighbors, but it doesn't surprise me, guys, reading all these entitled posts. Like, it's such a simple request, and it costed them nothing. All OP wanted was for them to not burn for one day. But no, they couldn't do it. Like, what the heck is wrong with some people? OP also does share a picture of their dog right here. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash petty revenge. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the stories today. I hope you didn't shake your heads too hard. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, I'll link it right here. It's an r slash entitled people episode where OP's boss punishes her for taking a sick day because her daughter was in the hospital. Guys, it's such a wild story, so go check it out if you haven't, and myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.